On today's show, we discuss Buffalo, the primaries, and Alyssa dazzles us with her knowledge of the educational system. I'm Dan. I'm Jay. I'm Alyssa. And this is Girl Talk. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Oh, hold on. I was like, I got it. I'm good. I'm like, in such a smooth voice. I'm owning this moment. Okay, here we go. I know. I know. So, unfortunately, you know, everyone has heard about uh, the awful situation in Buffalo. I think, and, you know, most reasonable people think is, a, is an outgrowth of what they call stochastic terrorism, which is where people talk and put ideas in people's heads and then somebody acts on it. It's called stochastic terrorism. Oh, I, I've never heard that term. I never Sto- heard that term stochastic? either. Stochastic? S-T-A-C-A-S-T-I-C? Yeah. Not sure how to spell it. Oh, okay. But, uh, well, it's basically- try to do better, Dan. <laughs> and we're going to be talking about reading and education later, so but that it, was a really good early segue. Yeah, oh. but it's, um, but it's you know, basically what Tucker does yeah. and all of the right-wing oh, yeah. media, they're basically saying they're trying to get us, they're trying to do this, they're trying to do that. And eventually someone who, yeah, sure, has mental issues, but that person is- just takes that next step because right, I just pushed. want to step back a second and say that might be stigmatizing mental issues. There are many, many mental issues and many people, and I don't know that saying that it necessarily has to be a person with mental issues. It could be somebody who just is really filled with hate or is very well, motivated. It doesn't well, necessarily have to have mental issues I'd to be a mass murderer. I'd say someone who has issues or yeah. s- someone who is antisocial or somebody, you know. They're, they're, Antisocialism is a right, mental right. disorder. Right, but, but, but I know, but I, I think that what, what Alyssa is saying is that that when you're talking about violence as it relates to people with mental illness, people with mental illness are far more likely to be the victims of violence right, than right. the perpetrators. And, right. and so it's better to be more precise. Especially right. during mental illness, than illness saying, awareness yeah. month. Well, the, okay, well, we can say that the shooter definitely had some form of violent mental Tendencies, issue. Yeah. Not, you know, I'm not talking about dyslexia or something like that. They're talking specifically right. someone prone to violence. Mm-hmm. And it's obviously a mental issue. I mean, I, normal people don't go up shooting up, you know, unless they're in a war. Right? That's a really interesting comment to bring, you know, people murder when they're told to. So well, you know, that's a whole different conversation. But yeah. right. So if you're murdering somebody in a war because that's your job or you're murdering somebody because you choose to because whatever reason that brought you there, it's murder. Mm-hmm. And that's what getting very off topic from this very dark and painful yeah. thing that just happened in Buffalo where a white man went into a community based space mm-hmm. and yeah. shot mostly people of color. Well, he sought out. He sought out, yeah. you know, every single, 11 of the 13 people that he shot were, were black, black people, not people of color. They were black people. And uh, all 10 of the people who were killed were black people. Um, so that's important to say because this is about anti-blackness and white supremacy and how this stochastic uh, terrorism. terrorism works. And, yeah. and, and speaking of which, what Osama bin Laden did was also stochastic Terrorism. He sure. didn't get on a plane and bomb any buildings. He right, right. issued tapes and spoke and, ra- and, right, and raised right. people and worked, yeah, yeah. And, worked, and worked them into it. And, and, and we got, talked about and, this last week. People inspired to people to do, do terrorism like, all over. This is yeah. cult-like yeah. leadership. 
Yes. Of when you keep putting out similar messaging, when you convince mm-hmm. people that what you're saying is right. I mean, these people are being gaslit, but also mm-hmm. that's what a cult is. And yes. so they're well, creating this this universe well, of people just, who believe the same thing because of these thoughts that somebody's putting in their head. Well, and it's all it's also that they they seek out they seek out people that have I don't want to use the word legitimate, but in some ways legitimate, like people that have legitimate economic struggles people that you know that feel disempowered for you know you know for whatever reason mm-hmm. you know people that aren't happy in their lives and that's what Osama bin Laden did too it was sort of right. we're going to blame the west on all the problems of 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 our society right. and all the problems that are you know any persecution that our that we feel that our religion is facing and it's what you know the, the Tucker Carlson's and the Elise Stefanik Ugh. And you know the rest of the right wing have been ratcheting up for the last forty yeah. years. It's like well, and it's gotten easier too because now there's social media exactly. and there's technology. Yeah. And so, and you know, certainly during COVID, I wonder if there will be an exponential growth in all of these things because people are just stuck at home with nothing to do but be online. Oh, yeah. You well, couldn't be with people. You couldn't socialize. You're just stuck in your wormholes, reading and and watching and listening and absorbing all this negativity and lies. But um, to some people, they believe that it's true. And well, and that's what this—that's what this um, guy's parents, uh, not parents. That's what some of his family members. The, the New York Post interviewed several of his extended family members, and they—they they blamed everything on COVID. They blamed everything on COVID. I get, you know, that was, you know, I understand internet. that, but it's also an easy out. Yeah, and he it wasn't. Is. It wasn't it that is. he was just out for black people. I read that they found well, that he was he, going well, to target yeah, the Hasidic and Brooklyn. Right. And he was going to go to other places other for minority other groups. He was, he was seeking out areas that had high concentrations of a certain, of, of a certain, of a certain demographic. Yeah. And that and so this was the black one, right. and he was going to go somewhere else for, for the, the Jewish Jews. one. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and, and, and on like that. But So he was well, kind of an equal opportunity mass murderer. Yeah. But I do like the fact that people are kind of immediately acknowledging that we have to stop using this term lone wolf. Right, exactly. You know, that this guy is a part, it's a movement. It yeah, really, exactly. It's a movement as assuredly as Al-Qaeda was a movement. Dan, yeah. you need a name for this movement. You're good at those. Oh, okay. Remember the forced right. birth? I'll, I'll so there needs so. to be a name for this movement. <laughs> I'll think of something. What, one yeah. thing that I thought was interesting was I saw, and I don't know her name, um, she's a black woman who is the head of the state assembly who's from Buffalo. Do you yes, know her name? Andrea Stewart Cousins. No, she's the, Demo- she's the Senate. It was the assembly. Oh, well, Carl Heastie is the head of the assembly, though. They said it was the head of the assembly. I don't know. She was a very, like, a, a powerful speaker, but I saw her interviewed on TV. And what she said, which I disagreed with, is she said that we're not, you know, people don't really have hate in their hearts if you dig deep enough. And I thought, I don't believe that. I think that there are people in this country now who are so filled with hate and yeah. rage and violent behavior because of being conditioned this way. Yeah. Some people didn't take very much conditioning. Yeah. But I really thought, no, there are really people out there who hate. Yeah. Yeah, and this absolutely. was a hate. This was a true well, hate crime. Well, and, and so I thought it was like very forgiving of this woman to say, you know, we just need to peel away and get to that place of love. And I was like, I don't think everybody can get there because I don't no. think everybody lives in that truth or think, that place. I don't think that everybody is brought up that way. I, you know, yeah, it's like when I, when, you know, these people. Are, everyone's trying to say, oh, he was radicalized by the internet, you know, or you know, and you know, we're talking about Tucker Carlson as well. But you know, eighteen-year-olds don't watch Fox News. Um, but it's but real, the clips, the clips get the cli- around. The clip, but the clips online, do get around on social media. They do. I've and I've seen younger people use clips of Tucker and yeah. other people. I'll tell you, and maybe yeah. they don't watch it. But if you go to an airport or hospital, oh, yeah, I was News in a hospital in Florida, and Fox yeah. News is on every waiting room in yeah. every doctor's office. And so even if you're just sitting and you're not really watching, mm-hmm. you're still hearing mm-hmm. the words and the voices and the I, ideas. But what I, 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 I want to say is that this this kid was brought up in a family. 
And a family teaches a kid's primary values. And I'm going to guess that his family has never had a black person sit at their dinner table and eat with them. I'm going to guess that they've never had uh, a black person invited to a, a party at their house. I'm going to guess that the, his parents have used anti-black slurs in yeah. the past in that sort of socially acceptable way that sometimes white people among other white people I, use, you know, use, use those, use those terms. Yeah. And so I, you know, I just want to be, it's like, we need to find out more about this family, frankly. Family, um, and all community of these as well. Yeah, if you read and, about yeah. these stories about, you know, I read recently about a teacher being fired for having kids pick cotton and yeah. pretend that they were slaves. Yeah. You know, these are things that are happening that are beyond families. It's in communities. It's yeah. in schools. It's in churches. You know, it's in it, sports teams. Like it's everywhere. It's everywhere. These levels of racism. And, yeah. And, and racism. That's, and that's exactly homophobic. It. It's like we have to call it out. We have to. We have to yeah, call it out. We have true. to explore it. We have to like see it for what it is. Yeah. Because um, you know, just saying, oh, he was a radicalized on the internet. You know, that just lets everybody around right. him off scot free. Off, right? yeah. And they're the ones that prepared him to be able to accept that. There are lots of kids out there that would have heard that stuff and said, this is crazy. These people are nuts. I'm not going to go on 4chan ever again. But this kid was primed for it. That's why That's why it's important to show people in the media, like black people in, in movies, TV, et cetera, and, and people of color, is because it kind of like reminds people, oh, yeah, there's a bunch of other people out there. Right. Um, but then you have someone like Ben Shapiro, who is, he's more popular with younger, mm-hmm. with younger kids. He's Jewish himself. I, I tweeted at him. I was like, this your friend, bro? Something like that? Mm-hmm. About this guy. Who wanted him dead too? So Ben Shapiro is basically like um, yeah, I don't know who Ben Shapiro um, is. I'm, I'm going to explain a little bit. He's he's he, an alt right leader. Yeah, and and he has a show like a radio show, talk show, whatever. It's online, etc. And he's he's really popular, and um, he's basically like a defense guy for the the uh, um, for white nationalism. So whenever white nationalists do stuff, he says, "Oh no 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 no, no this isn't." And and he talks like this, right? And he says, "No no no, this isn't this isn't what it looked like." Is you know the real racists are the Woke people. Mm-hmm. He literally said because a black person was cast in a movie, right? And it wasn't even like it was a superhero movie, but it was a black person who wasn't even a superhero. And he's like, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a woke uh, casting. She was literally a black woman who played like a commissioner or something in one of these uh, car- cartoon movies or whatever. And he said that's woke casting. He's having a black person there. What he doesn't understand is like people need to see themselves in media. I just heard someone recently who was a woman. I'm not sure if uh, what ethnicity or whatever, but she said, you know, I saw someone do a job and I thought, oh, I can do that. It's just obvious. The representation is important for people. Well, it's, it, but, it's all, but it's also just from a business point of view, you want to have the broadest audience of possible. And, you know, you, you know, there's, you know, there's a very, there's a thriving black middle class. There's a thriving Latinx middle class. There's, a, you know, there's, and these people will go out and spend money at the multiplex or they will spend money for uh, having HBO Max. And so you want to get that audience to purchase your product. So I just yeah, read, um, I just read an article about, uh, uh, these books that my kids loved when they were little by this author called Rick Riordan. It was mm-hmm. Percy Jackson. And, yeah, the per- yeah, yeah, I love those books. I love those books. I, mean, too. I, love, oh. I love the movies. Um, I, I heard well, about this. So, so yeah. we we were addicted to these books, and they are casting them as a Disney show. Yeah, and a black girl was cast as Annabelle. Yeah. Who was written as white and Rick Riordan and Disney are all like she was the perfect person for the role. She embodied the yeah. person and the backlash against this oh, yeah. child, mm-hmm. yeah. child, crazy, 
and and Rick Riordan came out and he's like, shame on you, shame yeah. on you for doing this to a. Yeah, a, well, I mean, he's a, the writer. Uh, he created this world. Right. It's okay said, like, with him. Right. What the but hell? They did the same thing about Rue and Hunger Games. Um, who was played by um, oh the little girl oh what's her name I can't remember I can't um, I could never watch them as two upset she's, she's, she's gone to do other things but the character was maybe ambiguous in the book right. not explicit because you know they it's just you know, it's right. a future dystopia and the racial classifications don't exist the way that they exist in our culture today and blah 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 blah. So she wasn't, you know, she wasn't necessarily called black, but she wasn't called white either in the book. And they cast a black actress to play her, and right. all hell broke loose. because the default has always been in, in Hollywood. You know, as a as a filmmaker and stuff, you would see scripts and stuff, and the default, if they it's don't white. tell what the race or ethnicity of the person is, it's assumed that the person is right. white. And, and, and that was, and that was, and that's for many years. That's also been the thing in news in the in the news. The newscasters, yeah, that like that if, for if for criminal coverage, you know, except in a case where there's a specific racial thing, like with this guy in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, if the person who you know the wanted person is um, described, if yeah. they're white, they give no racial description. But if they're black, they'll say the person that's is black and blah 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 and blah blah blah. Yeah. Well, I and, just read an article in the Times a couple of weeks ago about the lack of representation of anyone besides white men in the art world mm-hmm. and how museums are really trying hard to change that and and yeah. find yeah. shows the, of women and find shows of black people and find shows of yeah. people from the far east only, just because they're just it, like they're and, and in books and what we learned like we all learned about the white men artists it doesn't mean that everybody else wasn't creating they just were not celebrated or acknowledged in any way and so there's room for change or they were they were they were, they were fringed or they were special yeah. they were spe- specialties you know that the the, the canon is the European canon of yes. art, but and everything else is a, is a specialty. Is a is a is like a you spend thing a day in art history or a couple of yeah. Right. But hold on, so that means I can't go to the fifth Basquiat show in New York in, know, right? in the past year. <laughs> he's like go. the one person. It's like, right. He's yeah. the, the one person, and our friend Mike Heisey, who uh, will be on this podcast one day and is a huge Basquiat fan, is eternally outraged that there are no permanent pieces of his in collection at the MoMA or at the Met. Like, they'll bring them out for shows, but they don't have oh, any really? of his work on permanent well, maybe display. they can't afford it, because they're well, so expensive. They, they oh, no, no, they, they have, have it. The they rotate it out. But in terms of, like, having a herring or a Warhol or they other don't. people... Wait, the Met doesn't have a permanent... They have Basquiat, but they don't have it permanently on show. That seems crazy. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. But, you know, again, a black artist as opposed to Picasso, as opposed to Andy Warhol or somebody who's white, and then just have much more viewing. I mean, Basquiat, like, the the breakthrough that he had is remarkable. It even so, it just shows that there are definitely racial undertones everywhere that yeah, he is yeah. not on permanent display. Yeah, yeah. And and but also a lot of that comes from just not really having to struggle and stuff. You know, if you're white and you're, you know, middle class or middle class, you have time and money to make art in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas a lot of black people, people of color don't have the resources to do that. If you're trying to just eat Right. Then you know you don't have those opportunities as well. But it's, but it's also a thing about um, about lifespan. The average lifespan of a black person is shorter than the average lifespan of a white person. The average length of productive years of a black yeah. person is shorter than the average length of productive years of a white person because of systemic racism. And you know, with the, in the case of Basquiat, he died of AIDS. You know, very young. And so, wait a minute. Was wait, it no, no, he died of drug overdose. He got clean and then went back on, and his heart gave out. I was thinking of Keith Haring because I was thinking about them in tandem because in both of those cases, their families exerted control over their remaining creative output. 
And so I think in some ways, with Basquiat particularly, it's about the fact that the grandees of the art world don't have that level of control. Mm, Interesting. Really interesting, actually. But I think that we should just go back to Buffalo for a moment and say, I heard that our senator, Hochul, said, this will never happen again. A governor. This will never happen again. And all I could do was sit and shake my head and say, how could somebody say that? This will not happen again if change is made. And if we outlaw guns or change gun laws, if we have well, background I, checks, if you know this guy no. shouldn't have been able to buy no, one. No, because he he threatened like a school or something. He yeah. threatened to so shoot he should up, have been he on a list murder, not suicide. And and you know, and this is like where where systems fail because yeah, he was the, basically threatening a murder suicide at his graduation because he just graduated high school last year. <laughs> yeah, and um and they whoever examined him did not put him under a more significant hold. He was not he was not committed yeah. for any length of time. Basically they they saw him, they examined him, and they said, Oh no, you can go home. Consequently, his he because he was never committed, he he his treatment, whatever, you know, whatever treatment he got was not enough to trigger the red flag law. Because New York yeah. State does have a red flag right. red flag law, but because of the you know, because of the fact that he, you know, never got didn't didn't get committed as a result of this, probably because his family is an upper middle class, an upper middle class white family, that the system is set up to to listen to well to support to listen to right. to heed you know to heed their right. their choices if and how they black, want to proceed. If this was a black shooter. If this was a Hispanic shooter, like it would have been a very different story. Yeah, yeah. he would have, he would have probably faced charges or something. You yeah, know? yeah. Also, yeah. he he just you know on in the paperwork to get the gun, he just lied and said he had never you know threatened or whatever mm-hmm. you know. So that that kind of thing is like yeah. we should be able to look that up. I mean, yeah. Yeah. right. It just I, you know, unfortunately and heartbreakingly, it just is a shining light on how badly things work in this country, mm-hmm. how broken things are, the lack of follow through, and even if we do have these these laws meant to protect people, they don't work. Mm -hmm. And there has to be a better way because this will keep happening. Like how often do these mass shootings need to happen? And I was thinking quickly about uh, Stoneman Douglas. And that was a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And it has only gotten worse Mm -hmm. since then. Mm -hmm. And this is is a common occurrence at this point. And so somebody... We can be out in the streets and we can be protesting, but there have to be other people in positions of power who are willing to go out on a limb and really fight to make this happen. And it's a very challenging time as the country turns more red or Mm -hmm. more red people are in power that it's going to make it easier for people to get guns and easier for things like this to happen, not harder. So um, here's something interesting. Our uh, co-host here, Alyssa... Uh, works in education. She helps get kids into certain schools and and helps parents go through the process. Of public high school in New York City, yes. And so I read a lot about education, what's going on across the country, along with what's going on in New York City. And I read today that Governor Abbott of Texas is challenging a Supreme Court ruling that allows all children to get an education. And he's fighting back, and he says he wants undocumented students to be kicked out of school. (laughs) And there's not much to say about that except... Oh my fucking god! Yeah, this guy's evil. He one, he's evil, and two, now that Roe versus Wade is being challenged and will most likely yeah. be overthrown, the door has been open for Republicans to look at things that have been long-standing rule yeah. in this country. There are no more precedents for yeah, decades, yeah. and just sort of say like, "Hey, it's sort of like somebody broke the store window. What else can we take?" Any, any battle, any any battle that the Republicans lost in the past 
is going to be reopened. Right. It's, and now there's know, a there's a, a, strong, like a strong majority who all vote together in the Supreme Court because it's mm-hmm. not nonpartisan. It's really it's a partisan court. And it's, so, it's radical. It's yeah, a radical, yeah, it's a yeah. radical extremist, extremist, atavist. So I just I thought about that and I thought, <laughs> what what a, a heartbreaking you know, where things are right now in the middle of and post-COVID where it's been so difficult for children and education and yeah. so many kids are struggling and schools are struggling trying to get back and get kids back on track who are now kind of two years behind where they should be to tell yeah. a whole slew of students who are here because their parents wanted them to have a better life that they're yeah. not welcome in school anymore. Not it's just that, but some of them are like eyes. escaping like gangs. Yeah. You yeah. know, some well, of them are like their lives are in danger. I'm, yeah. gl- I'm glad, well, I'm gl- and I'm glad you brought brought up the concept of gangs. You're talking about in gangs in the places where, where yeah, these yeah, kids are trying to immigrate from. But it's like you always, you have to peel things back a little bit because, you know, on the surface it's, we don't want our funds of the state of Texas, we don't want our budget, you know, being used to, um, to, to, just to, to educate these kids. We don't want our resources used to educate these kids who aren't American citizens. We shouldn't be able to, we shouldn't do that. But you got to peel it back a little bit more because what happens when these kids don't get education? Mm-hmm. These kids don't get educations. They they mm-hmm. they end up being out on the streets. They end up not being you know not being productive, not being productive members of society. Of, of society. They end up committing crimes. They end up you know they end up doing things that, or they just you know end up you know eventually when they're adult they end up homeless. They end yeah. up not being able to have a I would job. Say that, you know, for for so, all kids, like for any right. kids who are cast out, who are not welcome, who are not exactly. educated, this can happen but in so, all parts of society. But yeah, setting but, up setting up but, victims. So that, so that but no, and then what ha- and then what happens and that ends up reinforcing what the argument right. against mm-hmm. uh, undocumented immigrants being allowed right. into the country right. and ends up supporting, you know, so it's a sort of, it's the same thing. It's, with, really it's the same thing with the, with the, hold on, just one second, with the, with the um, anti-critical um, uh, race theory, law, race theory laws, right? Because you're not teaching the true history of the country. You're not teaching, you're not having the subject of racism, of systemic racism, of right. anti-blackness, of anti-immigrant, of anti, uh, anti-Latinx, um, uh, uh, anything brought up in schools so that when a kid goes onto 4chan and reads all this horrible horrible stuff like the guy like the kid in buffalo did they don't have any preparation for it right. they don't they haven't been taught anything to counter it and yeah. so then they're able to be radicalized by the stuff that's being spewed out all over the airwaves by people like Tucker Carlson by politicians like Elise Stefanik and by Republican leadership so it it's like these these things it's like they're never what they actually say that they're about yeah I, like I'll quickly say I was talking to a friend of mine the other day that I never talk about politics with and we're talking about the baby food shortage in the country and he said well that's because all the baby food's been sent to the border for the legal immigrants Mm -hmm. i was like what and uh he's like yeah it's everywhere so i was on the phone i was like that's the most nonsensical thing there's not a baby food shortage because they're giving it to the immigrants that makes zero sense the way this country works and so it turns out that some Republican lawmaker said, I believe or I allege it was not based in fact whatsoever, but mm-hmm. now all these people you know, become a talking point. And yeah. made it a talking point and it became a fact. And I, I like I went and I, I researched it and I sent all these articles saying that that's exactly the opposite of what happened. The you know, they're not looking to support these children in detention camps. Right. Like that's the opposite yeah, of what exactly. but now there are all these people out there who are angry at immigrants and because also, the immigrants took all the baby ma- food. There aren't that many newborns 
right. in that's, the detention camp right. to begin but with. But if you make right, it a talking point, formula. so here's right. another, here's another, look, look well, at all these immigrant babies taking away our formula. Look at all these immigrant yeah. children yeah, taking I mean, away like, yeah, educational resources. Is, if you really think about it, I don't think there's these are honest brokers here because look, no, there's no. millions and millions of just, you know, let's say Americans or right, citizens who use, you know, uh, yeah. the 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 formula formula, mm-hmm. and there's like a few thousand people in. in the, I mean, do you really think exactly. that a few thousand but is sucking up about, all of the but supply? But think about of all those people on Facebook who are reading right. these articles no, know, from Fox News yeah, and from sorry. the Post. They're right. Stupid. And so this is a person that I like and admire, and I actually had to say, after I sent all these things, like I can't talk to you for a while. I am so. But did you tell him why? Did you tell him you're logically wrong? This yeah, mathematically, yeah, yeah. this actually, doesn't even make sense. I, I said I can't talk to you anymore, and they actually said to their credit, "Thank you for thank you for showing me where I was wrong." Good, and I appreciate uh-huh. you I, because like very few people actually few say people that. It's not that, that hard. Most people Just think back. math, math. But you know what? Yeah. Alternative facts. Logic. Well, yeah, no, it's but alternative crazy. facts. Alternative facts. And if you exactly. have enough, like there were probably eight or ten articles that I saw with this lie. Mm-hmm. But if you read it in enough places, you start to believe you it. And there are it. very few people out there who'll be like, hmm, all these revered people are saying this. Well, Why would I go well, anywhere else and look? Because I think that a huge swaths of our country are only only receive information passively. They yeah. don't take the step. To do, the, you know, they say they do their research, That's but they, when they say they do their research, what that means is that they like listen to a they YouTube saw a video, headline. they saw or they listen, to, or they or they or they saw a headline, or they listen to, or they have Fox News in the background while they're eating their dinner or whatever. It's like they're not actually, yeah. you know, and and a part of that is because the last forty or so years of public education has reduced the you know reduced the 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 level of critical thinking skills that are instilled in kids yeah. and or so the ability they don't. to read Jay I was you know, read, yeah. I was reading just quickly Eric yeah. Adams is changing the way that they're going to teach reading in New York City yeah. or he wants to and I don't know that much about the different kinds of learning how to read but state test scores show that 40% only 40% of kids in New York are reading at grade level I mean, how yeah. is that even possible? Yeah. Less than half the kids in our state are reading at grade level, and yeah, how are they gonna? How are they gonna be able to think logically or decipher things if they can't even read the words? Mm-hmm. I was reading articles just before you guys came over to record about the problems that people have with reading and the way that they're teaching. Like you infer the meaning of things, and they said that we have created a generation of really bad readers mm-hmm. who cannot think critically. And it's all because of schools and how they're being taught to read. And not only is it, do we have bad readers, we have bad content, uh, I don't know, assimilators, like well, people who just are not understanding. And then those are the people who are out there who you hear somebody say something and you just trust it to be true without actually you using some intellectual reasoning to think beyond, does that make sense? Yeah, but you know what I think, what it really all boils down to is the fact that Public education is underfunded. Everybody knows that you re- if you reduce the the student to teacher ratio um, to down around fifteen, you know, fifteen to twenty students per per teacher in a classroom. It's thirty plus in New York right now. Well, it, it, right, in the city. exactly. Thirty four. And, and so nobody wants to deal with the fact that the way to actually teach kids better is to reduce that ratio. And so they're yeah. constantly creating all of these other things, all these little yep. schemes and plans and everything. I call them Bill de Blasio band-aids. Exactly, to avoid the fact that you're not properly funding Okay, education. so here's a quick question, and then we're going to wrap up education. But the city got a lot of money in COVID relief. 
So it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. Mm-hmm. Like now every school is completely funded. There have been funding issues in the city for years, and now every school is going to have 100% of their budget. Is anybody going to actually use it to hire it? more teachers? Yeah. But then there's a teacher shortage. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I know like a friend of mine is, is a full-time substitute teacher now just because schools are so desperate to have bodies in <laughs> the teacher position. And so if you reduce class sizes, which makes sense, you're going to need twice as many teachers. Exactly. And so where but are they coming from? To, yeah. And then another thing to circle it back to all the things we've been talking about is there's not enough rep- representation as teachers. Like I read an article about the number of black men teachers oh, yeah. is so small. And if you want to have a person of authority, a person of knowledge, mm-hmm. a mentor, a leader to teach kids about you know what they can aspire to, but you don't have that. Well, there's as a, there's a, a long existing argument that one of the that one of the biggest um, one of the biggest impediments to the ability of particularly poor black kids to get good educations was integration. Because before integration, you had black students being educated by black teachers who who were part of the same black community that these kids were a part of, who went to the same churches as the parents of these kids, and so it was a village. It was it takes a village. It was a takes a village approach, and then once integration happened, what you had is you have all these white teachers coming in or coming in, you know, especially once you get up to high school, but even younger, who who don't have any experience with black people, were taught in, in we taught about black people in in very racist ways mm-hmm. by our wider culture within their families. And then they're the people that are coming in the to, to teach well. black kids as well as the curriculum. Right. Then they're coming in to teach these black kids. And then over the course of the fifty years since integration, what do you ha- what do you have developing? You have the school to prison pipeline. You have police in schools. You have police being, you know, arresting kids in in elementary school right, obviously out. You know? people need to put us in charge. Yes. And it's make true. some real yes. change happen because it's not happening by the people who are in charge right now. To them I say, girl, stop. So guys, last night was one of the primary nights of the year. Thoughts. Primary. <laughs> it was one of the primary nights of the year. Well, well because there's more <laughs> not primaries. Not as primary yeah, as that lunar eclipse, but yeah, still no, primary. Yeah, there were primaries in five states. Um, this is what I just want to say this quickly that you know it's a big election year, and there are going to be a lot of yeah. a lot of midterm things happening. The primary thing is so confusing because there's no set date for everything. They're happening all over at all different times. There are different election yeah. methods. It's like confusing to stay on top of. Mm-hmm. And so then I was reading about primary results this morning and I was kind of like oh I didn't even realize that we were up to primary season yet because in New York it happens in June and September so it happens I guess in May in other parts of the country mm-hmm. so there was one good thing out of this primary yes yes which is why we decided we were going to talk about primaries Somebody in the first place somebody got taken out Madison Cawthorn thanks to I'd like to thank the Republican Party for this one as well they did a lot of work <laughs> yeah because not because he's racist or because he doesn't believe in democracy and, and, and he literally wanted to overthrow the government violently, but because he talked about he drugs. He told tales that at they a school. Yeah. He, he told tales at a school. And he the was, sex parties. And the sex, he told about the I mean, coke How often is orgies. it that they come for one of their own? They I can't don't. even remember. They only ever. Do. No, it's like oh. he spoke about Fight Club. The first rule right. about Republican coke fueled orgies exactly. is that you don't talk about Republican coke fueled okay, orgies. Okay, so here's a question. 
he talked about them. Why? Because he was on a podcast. Yeah. And, no, no, no. no. Oh. Bigger picture, though. Did no. he talk because he's going to get a book deal? Are they going to make a movie about him? Maybe. Maybe he saw that his, you know, politics is like, it's not easy well, to be a breakout star in politics, but with this notoriety mm-hmm. and all this attention, like I had no idea who he was, but now yeah. everybody knows who he oh, is. He's going to get a deal. He's going to be on Fox News. He's going to be a broadcaster. He's yeah, like, he will. his star yeah. will rise yeah. because of this. Yeah. So losing the primary for him, I think is not such a big deal because he's going to ride this. Yeah. So like, that's the bigger why. You burned your bridges with the Republican Party because... You want something better or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think that this guy is going to go into a hole and just disappear. No, I think I think because I saw like you know some of the interview and it just seemed like he was just his guard was down and he was just talking well, to another well, it bro. Was, it was in a specific. It was it was specifically because the guy who was interviewing one of the podcast he asked him about House of Cards and he about the TV right. about the Netflix or whatever show. Oh whatever, my god, that was so uncomfortable. And he asked him how close House of Cards was right. to reality about the fact that, like, you've got a conservative politician who's going being super conservative, the Kevin Spacey character, but then in in his private life, he's doing all manner of things. Yeah. Freaky deaky stuff. And so, and he asked him, so it was a very specific question. Like it, was, it wasn't like it came out, it wasn't like Madison Cawthorn went into right, the right. podcast, you know, unless he told him to ask him that, I don't know. Yeah. Right. No, 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 no but I think his, his answer just seemed really natural. Yeah. And was yeah. like, yeah, this happened. Yeah. It seems totally believable. And yeah. also the way, the way he described it, right, he said, oh, someone did a, a, a key, key bump, bump of cocaine. Of That's very specific terminology that only people who've done cocaine no. that I've heard know about this. That I've heard. You know? <laughs> And I'm like, wait, how does he know that? That's deflection. Exactly. How do you know the term key bump of cocaine? Yeah, you know what like I mean? He's, it was, it's he's living that life. Thing. He's living that life. He's living that life. Well, he was a frat boy. Of yeah. course he's lived that life. He's a frat he's boy. He's a good looking so, white boy. Yeah, so that that's what made me kind of believe it even more. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, wait, he he's just relaxed and talking yeah. about this stuff, not realizing that's the, the explosion that's going to happen in the Republican well, Party. So the good news is that he was bumped out. Yeah. But, yeah. The, but the important thing is that the Democrats have to never let go of the Coke-fueled orgies. Like yes. The Democrats Thank have you. to keep bringing it This up is why, listen, oh my God, we got to get rid of Nancy Pelosi. Nancy messaging. Pelosi the other day was like, we need a strong Republican Party. I want a strong Republican Party. I'm like, bitch, are you out of your fucking you mind? The, they are on a strong floor. Republican Party. They you will never got, ever hear a Republican say, we need a strong Democratic exactly, Party, ever. Exactly. They, they so do like, have a strong Republican Party. They yeah. got... Freaking Donald Trump elected, and they're probably going to take over yeah, both houses of Congress to go. this year. I'm tired of this. Yeah. She has to get yeah. the yeah. fuck out these of there. People that have this sort of like this political memory from the before times, yeah. when when there was when there was an actual when there functioning, was functioning reasonable and there was camaraderie, there was, when there was yeah. a reasonable Republican Party where it was really just about political uh, about political differences about how to get the how to get the best outcomes for the mm. American people. There was a time when that was. I mean, the do you case. remember like a Supreme but, Court nominee was nominated and the vote would be like almost unanimous, yeah. you know, a couple of dissents, and now it's just basically only by party lines about yeah. everything. Exactly. All mm-hmm. I can say is a broad generality is that politics are broken. Yeah. And it's a mess. Yeah. That, that was a uh, very uh, deep statement. Sad but true. I will tell my my teeny tiny political story, which I think you guys both know, but I ran for the local localist of offices um, and to be a district leader in my district. And it was orchestrated for me to not win. Oh, yeah. I lost by a vote. 
um, that was held on Valentine's Day. They had like two and a half hours of presentations before, so people were leaving before they ever got to the vote. I like local politicians telling people not to vote for me because they thought that I was friends with somebody they didn't want to have yeah. more power. Mm-hmm. And it was the most disheartening thing. I went into this wanting to do a good job for my community to communicate better, to share ideas, to hear what people had to say. And then after that, I was like, that's it. I will never do anything like this again because what you have to go through to even try to be heard and then to find out the forces that can work against you just because you think somebody is not going to do, like I wasn't going to do somebody favors. So Mm -hmm. people even thought, nobody talked to me about it. And then I just saw the results of that and I was like, that's it. I can't do this anymore. Mm. It's a dirty business. It really is. And there are not so many people who come through it without getting dirty themselves. Unscathed. Yeah. (laughs) And uncorrupted. I will start by saying that my teenage son has, or he's not teenage anymore, but says that you never want to be called woke. If you call yourself woke, it's like this L on your forehead by saying that you have to pronounce yourself are, that you are. You either are and you just own it, or you're not and you need to say you are so that people think you are. So to, to that group, woke is not cool to say. Because I had a woke button. He's like, don't, mom, you can't wear it. Yeah, no, definitely not wear a woke button. Yeah. 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 I didn't know it. I got it when it was like first a new thing. I was really psyched. I'm like, I'm woke. He's like, shh. You are, but you don't need to say so. Just be it. Don't say it. Yeah. Right. Well, and now it's an all-purpose in, in, insult by the by the racist right wing. Do you know? I think it's an insult that I use sometimes for people who are just like the the fake armchair warriors who are so woke that they call out the people who actually show up for things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like you know, stay on your Twitter chair. Yeah. You know? Stay in your lane. Yeah. Stay in your woke lane. So uh, we've uh, you know we we. Uh, try to end the show on a positive and fun note, but after what seems like hours of searching for something fun, fun to, to talk, talk about, about. Could, find, could not find anything. There was only gloom, despair, and agony. So we're going to talk about the lack of finding something <laughs> fun. <laughs> it's really it's a challenge these days. Life is very scary yeah. and overwhelming and hard. I mean, I would suggest we could talk about drag race which is my happy place but you guys don't watch it but no. that makes me happy in dark days yeah no i don't i don't see gay men as clowns like some people <laughs> <laughs> Goodness, that's not I'm what I kidding. would call them. <laughs> Talented, creative, motivated. No, I know, I know. I know. Yeah. No, and and and, I, that's not for and I love RuPaul. I mean, he's a amazing, uh, you know, like an artist since the '80s. He's been doing like, yeah. you know, yeah. crazy fun. And art doesn't change and music the world. And, in yeah. in you know, I love it for the camp, and I love it for the costumes yeah, yeah. and the drama. No, and all that. I know. It, but it if you think about that, a, a black man has radically changed how. The world views queer people. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you really think about like all That's these performers, mm-hmm. right? all these performers who otherwise would be in these underground, like somewhat dangerous situations yeah. in many ways, are now like worldwide superstars mm-hmm. yeah. because this one man had a vision and has really expanded the world. And yeah. I think that that's so interesting. You know, one thing I've, I guess we are going to talk about DragCon for a moment or mm-hmm. a drag race. Or the idea. But yeah, they sure. just had um, a DragCon in LA. Oh. Which is like three day extravaganza where all these queens show up and then people come and you can buy <laughs> they used lots to of merch. They had, yeah. yeah it I went familiar. I went to one here. In fact, the pink sparkle bracelet I'm wearing is from DragCon NY. Um, wow. but what I think is really interesting is that in this world full of homophobia and racism and all these things that we talk about on a regular basis, somehow drag queens present something else. And so families are there with their, chi- their young children, mm-hmm. right? So young children, little girls and boys getting all dressed up in tiaras and outfits and things like that. And that's totally acceptable on some level. And yet the same people are out there talking about how bad black people are, 
right? Or that you, you, God forbid, my child be gay. And yet, on another level, celebrating these performers as an interesting. I don't, think, I don't think that the people are, that are saying, uh, I don't want my kids to be gay and black people are horrible are watching Drag Race. I think it's those, those, those people, that, there's that 30%. That's uh, it's the thirty okay. percent of all the evil that's in this country, okay. and so it always it always comes up that thirty percent. But you know yeah. what's interesting? Like, I, I like had the replacement theory. Thirty percent of, of of people agree with replacement theory. Thirty percent of people like you know are are the I know want to get rid of abortion. Want to get rid of no? Yeah. I get that. Okay, so maybe that thirty percent. But there's but seventy percent aren't diehard republic uh, diehard Democrats who no, are all no. liberal. So there are people that there's are coming the to these things. The middle and so the middle who may not be those staunch Democrats or staunch Republicans, but are kind of floating in the middle who may not be so comfortable with homosexuality, who might not be so comfortable with integration, and yet somehow drag queens and the show has created a, a kind of a door opening in some ways for mm-hmm. some people to at least have exposure. Yeah. Like you might Last not have never met that. a gay person or you might never have met sure. a, a queer person. And yet right. now you watch the show with your family and it was so interesting to watch these young children. Like when I was little, I had no idea what a drag queen was. I lived in a, a relatively sheltered part of Long Island, which was much more Republican than I realized. I had no idea. You know, I'm my trying kids, to think of when I first heard of a drag queen. I'm wondering if it was after <laughs> I got to New York or before. Like I knew, tra- I knew trans people. Walk on the wild side when he was a she, and that's the first reference well, I ever heard. Well, about, that's not even about a drag queen. That's about a trans no, person. But it's about a trans person. Yeah. But just the idea of a, a, you know now these terms are antiquated. Yeah. But a man and woman's clothing. Yeah. You know, now it's a whole different vocabulary about this. And he was a she. Right. Which was interesting because I that was. Uh, something I had to explain to my little one when we were in a car and we were listening to that song. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> I was like, you know the uh, the hostess at EJ's luncheonette? And, you know, a trans person. Mm-hmm. And so we were able to have this real life conversation about- oh, was that a trans person or was that a drag queen? The hostess. Well, in today's world, who knows? I would think maybe who non-binary. <laughs> but but, but it, was, it was somebody who- I don't even know how to say this without offending somebody because I don't want to use the wrong words. It's fine. Words. It's fine. But you know, we know but where somebody, your heart is. Right. But somebody who I think was biologically a man, someone had who long was hair, M- someone and who nails. was penist. <laughs> wait, we don't know. They could still have a wait. What? Who was penist? Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be anywhere. Um, yes. Someone who was born penist. There yes. you go. Penis. <laughs> but it was a conversation because we heard the song lyric, and there was somebody in our life who seemed like yeah. he was a she back, you know, twenty or. Eighteen years ago or so, before, right? Well, in in this real life, she was. She's a she now. They were she, yeah. Right. Right, and the song too. Yeah. Regardless. No, I'm saying you know, like the song. Yeah. Let's just put out to all the listeners that irregardless is not a word. It is not. It It is not. Oh wait, no, I think it now is. I think that they've entered into the dictionary. dictionary. That's what's wrong with this country, people. But it's it's in the dictionary as like substandard or yeah, yeah. Still, it's in the dictionary. Well, because the dictionaries are descriptive, not prescriptive. They're just if someone hears the word, they want to look it up. It's it's a word that's in circulation, so it needs to be in the dictionary so that people can find out. Does it actually say like it's not a word? It says it's substandard. People use that word trying to sound really smart. Yeah. Irregardless, and I yeah. just want to be like, mm, 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 I know. Mm, mm. <laughs> anyway, back to Drag Race. <laughs> Although I've read that uh, black queens deal with a lot of hostility and animosity from yes. fans, and so even in that sparkly world where you think oh, everybody yeah. is like everybody, it's love I, and, and blah it's blah blah. Mostly it's, from white gay men. Please. So like, kudos to RuPaul <laughs> for creating this this environment and the show and this way for people to have more exposure, and certainly has made 
drag queens and queer culture uh, so much more readily ex- available mm-hmm. to people across the world. Yeah, That's and an it's also thing. like not scary. People are you know can see like oh they're just like no. it's fun and it's beautiful. It's, it's yeah. creative. But on the other hand, not to take things down a notch, but still racism. Like racism, they're not trying to um, convert them. What's the term? um, uh, 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 Groom. They're not trying to groom your kids. Not trying to groom. Oh my god, we're bringing it back to the dark side. (laughs) All right. Well, that was the point of this that we can't find anything positive to talk about. That's true. The darkness always intrudes. Oh my god. Uh, And calling it darkness is racist. Yeah, says the black guy. I, wait, no, I, I want to laugh, but you know what? That's so true. Wait, hold on. <laughs> you should put a label on that so you can do it in real time. Uh, I know. You know. And actually, I use that Star Wars analogy a lot. I'm not at all religious, but I believe in like a universal force and that there's, you know, there's darkness and there's light and there's a constant battle and you hope that the light wins. But if you think about it, yeah, that's a racist... Well, racist in some way too. Whiteness, lightness. Mm-hmm. Hope that the yeah, and then if I you think, put on qualifiers like no, good and no, bad. No, no. Saying light and dark is is it's. I, I, was, I was actually kidding. I was actually yeah because facetious. the ideas have been around oh like before God, woke, racism. Jay, I'm was too woke. You're too woke. No, because no. Yeah, you're light, too woke, girl. Light is the sun. Yeah, and yeah. and darkness is the absence of the sun. And yeah. the sun gives growth. The sun gives the, gives the ability to see. The sun yeah. gives gives warmth. You know, so it's like yeah. the light. You know, using the lightness and darkness as metaphors for it, isn't that bad? It's but. Yeah. We're using the word black as right, a, as, as a negative is somewhat problematic. Right. But then I, when I moved to New York, black was the coolest thing in the world. You know, it's like everybody wore black. Everybody like in the club scene, we yeah. all wore, everyone wore black. And when I moved here, like 85, 86, 87, when I was a club kid, um, uh, all the clubs like would, wanted black people in. Like, you know, it was like, it was literally like you could. I, Somebody's got to teach white people how to dance. Exactly. And, that was the whole. And black people were just cooler. <laughs> black people were just cooler. Yeah. And, still, <laughs> still, I, I don't know that that has like, changed cooler. all that much. <laughs> no. no, I mean, hip hop is literally the biggest Look form of music. Look at all these white boys in the trying country. to be rappers, and, oh, except yeah. for Eminem, and failing miserably. They're failing miserably. And, like, and black street culture is, you know, there are yeah. a lot of white kids out there who are trying to look. Like, or look mm-hmm. at the Kardashians. Well, yeah. they're, they're just trying to get they the, date half the they black just population the black, of they men. They just want the black D. They're, they're not really necessarily <laughs> trying to be black. <laughs> no, look at the, wait, wait, wait. Look they're not the, trying to be black. No, except, look at the enhanced, except, for, except for their asses. Yeah. And yeah. that's well, only no, one of them. That's only changed. Oh, no, I think Kylie has it too. Yeah. Kylie got They like, all have. Do they they've all got have the butts. It's, yeah. They were not born that way. No, but 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 no, but that's an interesting point too. Is that is that aesthetics of women's beauty has changed and become more black as well. Yeah, I yes. mean, think about yeah. Twiggy in the '60s and oh, yeah. how it was all about being as straight and skinny as possible. Mm-hmm, now, yeah. voluptuous is a much more mm-hmm. voluptuous mm-hmm. is a much more well, that's, popular. But, look. That, but you know, and that's also you know, there's there's a racial aspect to that. There's also a feminist aspect to that because being this being this tiny thin. You know, person that is, you know, that looks it's like more that, look, that looks like well, no, well, no, but that looks like that looks like looks vulnerable from that from that from that That's tiny, skinny, brittle or sort of thing. Couldn't, couldn't give birth. Someone, There's nothing about fertility. You know, in that exactly. Not you look. know, you know, like back at like you remember Cleopatra, you know, in, in the movie Cleopatra, where she says, "My hips are my hips are are strong and wide apart and and, and good for childbirth." To to um, Elizabeth Taylor says in Cleopatra. Yet again, Caesar. the annals of. <laughs> J.W. Walker's 
memory. <laughs> but no, but now it's like, you know, there's there's a strength to like owning your curves and 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 being, you know, being Big bosom did it. I just to throw in, throw in Kardashian. Slim thick. Oh, I thought you said something entirely different. Slim thick. It's when your your when your waist is, is really small, but your hips are and your boobs are big and your hips are big. Was, like an S. There was a a lot of backlash a couple of weeks ago about we and we never got to talk about this, but Kim Kardashian in the Marilyn Monroe dress. We did talk about it. Yeah, yeah, did yeah. We? we did. Oh, anyway. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I just thought that we were going to talk about it, but uh, she talked about how she went on this crash diet. And yeah. so she ate no carbs and no sugar for three weeks to drop the 16 pounds. And she got a lot of backlash about that for people saying that she was a role model to young yeah, people and how that, that dieting unsafely and striving to be skinny and to fit into something is a really negative message. When I was growing up, that was like the goal. Mm-hmm. You normal, want to be yeah. as thin as possible. You know, I laid on my floor to zip my jeans. Like right. being that skinny stick was, you know, and starving yeah. yourself and no carbs mm-hmm. or like these starvation diets and 1200 calories a day. Like that was just what everybody did. Yeah. And it, it was really heartening to see other people kind of clapping back and saying, you know what? No, you shouldn't be telling people that this is what you need to do. People should be able to accept their bodies for what they are and not try so hard to be something yeah, that you're but the not. irony, the irony of that is she was trying to fit into a Marilyn Monroe dress and Marilyn Monroe was voluptuous. Yeah. Right. But, day but, too, but so. Marilyn Monroe, Marilyn Monroe was voluptuous more with, natural. The ca- with, well, with the camera right on her. Yeah. But like in reality, she was tiny. Mm-hmm. It was just that. Her, was she just her, like her, a really her, little her, person? Her, her, she was really, yeah, very, yeah, she was very small. I think she was maybe like some like five two, five three, something like that. She oh my was gosh, really so she small. Was little. Really oh. small. Yeah. No, so she didn't yeah. have an enhanced butt. Yeah, that no, was the problem no. with the dress. Yeah, that was the yeah. It's like there was no way that Kim Kim would have had to take out her implants in order to fit into that dress. But I thought it was cool that Kimmy people Cakes, kind of says the kids call her. Oh, I just no. learned something. Except yeah, except for. You know what the cakes means. <laughs> Thanks. I didn't need you to explain that. I was okay. Okay. <laughs> but <good>. thank you. <laughs> well, at least we found things to laugh about. It might not. It might have been a little dire and dark, but yeah. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Ciao. Yeah, because we never know where we're going to go, so it's good to do the intro later. You never know where we're going to go. <laughs> Dan is well, so girl, irritated. stop. Girl, stop. You never know where we're going to go. Oh, my God. This guy. Girl, stop. Girl, stop. Girl, stop. <laughs> that was so catchy. I could have seen that all day. It's got the rhythm section oh. going.